Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. We got on the vision board and we were like, what if we could create a human size tumbler cup? So we got an engineer. We started coming up with renders of it, different concepts. We looked like maniacs going to like Dick's Sporting Goods, being in the Yeti cup section for like two hours, like touching and flipping and feeling every single cup to get <laughs> ideas. We did that like a few times a week for a while. And after we got some renders of it, we cold called like no joke, like a hundred plus manufacturers around the United States. Sam, welcome to the Fearless Sellers podcast. You're a former member student of AMZ Insiders where I get to coach and I actually went through the program as well. But there is where you learn to sell on Amazon. And now several years later, you are reshaping the wellness industry with your cold plunge company called The Cold Plunge Life. Welcome. Thank you. Jamie, thank you. I mean, excuse me, Joey, thank you so much for having me. Jamie, thank you for the introduction. And uh, I appreciate you having me on here. Yes. I'm so excited to dive into your entrepreneurship journey because you definitely started at a young age. And I I know maybe you were in your teens or I don't know, like early 20s. And that is very impressive to me. So what was even the reason that you decided to start your own business and obviously learn to sell on Amazon, but just learn to sell physical products online? Yeah, that's a great question. I, You could say I started my entrepreneurial kind of grind when I was in high school. And I started a pressure washing business when I was about 15 years old. And that's a great business model. My family still does pressure washing. Um, I made great money and that kind of opened up my eyes to working smarter, not harder. Um, and I kind of balanced and my, I was fortunate to have a dad that kind of opened up my eyes at a young age of him growing up the corporate ladder, moving my family all around the world for his job, him always being gone. I'm very fortunate that he always reminded me like college is not for everybody and also a nine to five isn't for everybody. So, you know, you need to get out there and kind of figure out what you want to do. And in order to do that, you just need to get out in the field in the real world and kind of trial and error. So after I pressure washed for a few years, I came to the conclusion that I didn't want to be covered in bleach and dirt every single day. (laughs) And I did not enjoy stuff with the trailer getting broken, machine stuff breaking. Um, and truthfully, I just identified that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So at about age 19 in 2017, that was when on social media, all of the ads started going out and all the success stories of people drop shipping and it really got my attention. And I already had a little bit of like business credit cards with my pressure washing business. And I kind of knew the power of leveraging a credit card for an online business, how beneficial it was. And I was already all about taking risks. So after hearing several success stories and being someone that's kind of hard-headed on if they can do it, I can do it, I decided to buy a course through somebody from my high school, actually, that was teaching people how to drop ship. And I spent a few few hundred dollars on that course. And now, six years later, I'm, I'm still doing it. It's been nothing but a journey. But um, that's kind of what sparked my interest on, wow, I can sell products online, whether I have inventory or I never have to touch inventory. And I could work from anywhere 
that's way more ideal than wearing overalls and jeans and boots every day and being covered in bleach and dirt, like I mentioned. So that's kind of yeah, what for sure it is. I yeah. love that somebody at your high school was selling a course on how to drop ship on Amazon to make money. I mean, that is unheard of. And that, that makes me a, I mean, kind of, I think it's pretty cool that, that at your high school, they were already talking about entrepreneurship. Um, and then from there, you, you did that course, but you also invested again in yourself with joining, um, my program, but I wasn't part of the program yet. I actually hadn't even gone through it yet. You you did the program before I did. So what was it with that brought you to AMZ Insiders? So a little backstory, um, Jamie used to live in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So after I had already, after the first course I bought, I was still investing into masterminds, additional courses on e-commerce, Amazon and Shopify. And I started kind of having a little bit of loss of hope on not knowing what was legitimate. And I was starting to buy things that was questioning, like, I just spent a good amount of money on this program and I'm not learning anything new or truthfully, I didn't feel like I got the value out of it. So my father mentioned to me that he had heard of Jamie and his success and how well he was doing on Amazon and about AMZ Insiders. And that immediately gave me a lot of comfort on knowing that he was local and we had a lot of family friends and my dad and other people that know him spoke very highly of him. So I had never learned about white labeling on Amazon. When I started, I only drop shipped and I was doing some retail sabotage. So what sparked my interest was the structure and the weekly calls and how, how intense and detailed everything was. Um, and after the first, you know, call introduction call to see if I qualified, I just felt very comfortable. And that was the biggest investment, honestly, I'd ever made on my education on e-commerce. And it, it really paid off. It opened up my eyes to a lot of things and it showed me and also was a lot more convenient on learning things video by video versus me having to do the research myself. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. And you were already in school, so you were used to that kind of format. So jumping a little ahead in your Amazon journey, you, uh, you know, at some point in the last five, six years from joining the program, you actually have sold a business that you were selling physical products on Amazon. Yes. That I've is sold actually three weird. online businesses. Wow. You've sold three in the past six years. Yes. Sam, congratulations. That's phenomenal. I know that you. you're making waves with your cold plunge brand now, but to have sold three Amazon businesses that were profitable at such a young age is really inspiring. And, and I just want to say congratulations. And I'm glad that our program was able to help you along the way. You're obviously a go-getter. So it's, it's cool that we were all able to connect. So I do... I do kind of have a question though, while you're gaining all this traction of sales on Amazon and you're spending, I'm assuming a lot of money that couldn't have just come from pressure washing. Did like, what, what was this relationship with your parents as this is growing and taking on a life of its own and you're getting kind of really into the Amazon selling? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I I got a lot of success out the gate at a very young age at 19. 
And um, I come from a very, you know, fortunate family. I was raised very well, always taken care of, always had a head over my roof, uh, a roof over my head, excuse me. And um, my parents, though, were very, very strict on me because I was a troublemaker. So at age 18, the rule was if I didn't follow X, Y, and Z rules, that I was going to be on my own financially starting at the age of 18. And I practically said, bring it on. I don't want to follow those rules. And I'm going to go be independent and figure this out on my own. So when I went to college at age 18, that's when I officially was financially on my own. Uh, financial aid in my name, rent, car payment, insurance, food, going out, having fun, everything. And I had some money saved up from pressure washing. So that's what definitely initiated me being more comfortable with that. But I was horrible with my money. So after my first semester of college, I was gaining weight. I wasn't going to class. I was starting to identify that possibly all this money I was spending and going in debt on on college was not going to be worth it. And I was going to be there for a very, very long time. So I ended up dropping out of college, actually, after my freshman year of college. And that's when I was at rock bottom where I was like, I'm just going to go back to pressure washing. I know I can make a living. I know I can live and survive. But while I'm doing that, at the time, I had no idea what it was going to be. But still, I was ignorant and absolutely a pain in the butt with my parents. I just thought I knew everything. I had it all figured out. And I did not like them being right, nor telling me what to do. So after I started doing some e-commerce and I saw some success in in drop shipping at the time, I did like $100,000 in revenue my third month into e-commerce. So wow. as you can imagine at age 19, like having $100,000 deposited into a business bank account in one month, just my third month doing it, I had one heck of an ego. I thought I was about to become a millionaire. I didn't know about a lot of the complications and lessons I learned shortly after that. But to be honest with you, the first few years of me doing this venture and being in this e-commerce, Amazon and Shopify space, I had a really bad relationship with my parents for a few years. Um, just just for my dad trying to give me good advice on, you know, don't let the money get in your head, focus on your margins, stop spending stupid money on stupid things, materialistic things. And I just absolutely disregarded all the advice that they were giving me. And honestly, I was very distant because I was like, screw y'all. Y'all don't understand what I'm building. And they didn't understand the online business space. So it was a different language to them. Um, yeah. But fortunately, after I kind of hit rock bottom and kind of matured a little bit and took a step back and realized they were right for the most part, the parents are usually always right. And I got some maturity in our, our relationship, fortunately, has been amazing the last few years and it's gotten better. Um, but at first, we did not see eye to eye. They did not understand what I was doing. And they also were very scared for me about how much I was putting on my credit cards for inventory and advertisements and, and all of that. So it, it was one heck of a ride. And why do you think you were so bold to take the risks and run up the credit cards? Like, what was it? I've always had the mentality of I'm going to figure it out. So I'm proud to say at age 25 now, I still don't have one late payment on my credit cards. Even if I don't have enough money to make the whole balance paid, I always ahead of time make a minimum payment and then some. And whenever I've came to a situation that I'm tied on money, 
I just do what I got to do, whether I got a Monday through Friday, focus on the online business and then after hours on the weekends, go pressure wash again to make that side money or get a marketing client or do a coaching thing with somebody. I've always been very confident in myself on even if the worst thing happens, I know I'm going to be okay. And also the all the hard times that I've gone through, that was the priceless education that's practically what I state was my school. Since I didn't go to school, me learning in the real world and going yeah. through all these things that they also don't teach in school, I had to go through a lot of those situations to kind of position myself to now be where I am today. If I didn't go through all of that, I truthfully wouldn't have the pride and character and work ethic and mindset that I have now at 25. So, I mean, I've just always figured it out. And, you know, it's de definitely been challenging definitely been challenging, excuse me. But um, I just I have that mentality of like, I literally have no entitlement on my arm as a reminder of just like, you, you know, you got to earn it. And you know, you can't expect instant gratification. And my goals are long term, and it's not going to be easy, but it's just about being consistent and not giving up. Yes, the consistency and not giving up. I love that you just showed the tattoo. Listeners, <laughs> if you go to YouTube and, and watch it, we're about, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 minutes in, you can check out the, the tattoo. That That is great. And yeah, you you find your education and you're learning from experience. And I do want to jump into kind of this very, um, what I would look at just as, as an Amazon selling coach and consumer product selling coach, um, cold plunges. To me, um, that is one, it's a phenomenal brand that you're building because you want to change the way that um, the cold plunge world and the wellness world. But also, we just had a conversation about uh, money and risk and then the kind of your parents getting on you. And then at some point you pivoted and you're like, hey, I'm actually going to plunge into cold plunges, which is an expensive business to get started. Yep. So I, my last product that I, I've always sold low ticket products. Most of the things that I've learned and watched always talk about, you know, everyday or all year essential products or a hoodie or, you know, a phone charger or whatever. Average ticket might be 20, 30, 50, at most $100. Um, my last business that I sold on both Amazon and on Shopify was a 360 spinning photo booth that I'm sure yourself and other people have seen or, or been on at a wedding or an event or a conference or whatever. And my average order value was about $4,500. So after about four years of selling products online, my last brand in business, I was selling something a lot more expensive than anything I've ever sold before. And that's one of the businesses that I sold. Um, it was extremely hot in 2021 and 2022. And what I've always done and been good at is following trends. And that photo booth business opened up my eyes to a whole different type of selling products online than what I ever yeah. even imagined. Um, if I ever sold something for 50 bucks, I would have to sell, what's the math, 100 or 1,000 units to equivalent to one photo booth. 
So I, I started realizing as I was scaling that business, I was like, I might only be selling 30 to 40 to 50 units a month, but I'm only having to deal with 30 to 40 to 50 customers compared to thousands of customers and thousands of orders and a thousand opportunities of stuff to go wrong compared to it being a lot more, um, a lot, lot smaller of a, of a group of people. So as I did that business and I learned about how many people finance things online and how quickly I scaled that business, I scaled the photo booth business from zero to a million dollars in revenue in 94 days. So I really got a good understanding on how to bring a high ticket product to the market and a really good way to advertise it. So I took that, that's the, that skills, I mean, the, the lesson learned from that brand, and I was determined to find a new high ticket product to sell, but I wanted to find something that I had a passion for. Over the last five, six years, I, I, I can definitely state being transparent. I have never sold anything that I just like was obsessed about. Like I, I, I had a passion for it. I just sell yeah. what's hot on the market and I've made a great living selling products that I might not even ever use, but I really wanted to find something I was determined where I was like, I want to create a legitimate brand that's going to be long-term and that I have a passion for. And that's when I discovered the rave of cold plunging about two years ago as I was selling that business. And once we exited, I literally spent almost a year researching and developing the product that we just brought to market a few months ago. Wow. So the photo booth, um, and by the way, that's kind of a similar story to me. I wasn't selling as expensive of a photo booth, but I, my very first product on Amazon launched at 200. By the time I sold that brand, it was selling for over $400. So I totally relate to sell less units and you can get to a million dollars much faster. So we share that mindset and listeners, you know, if you haven't tried selling a higher price ticket item yet, I highly recommend just, just looking into it and listen and watch your margins. It's so going back. Okay. So the photo booth you did and similar to how I was, I wasn't super into my product. I wasn't even the face of my product. I just enjoyed the marketing. And now you're saying, well, you're saying you moved so fast with the photo booth and the other businesses before, but then you flip flop and you're like, hey, I'm going to spend a year developing something that I am now passionate about and care about. And you have the cold plunge, um, which I, I've known about the trend. I, I don't like to be cold, but I completely believe the philosophy uh, behind it. So what I mean, just to be blunt here, um, like what what made you think, hey, I'm going to be the cold plunge expert and I I have what it takes to actually come and shake up the wellness industry? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. What I did was first, I wanted to see if I believed in it. Are these benefits legitimate? Do you actually feel good? Is it just kind of the placebo effect where you kind of force yourself to think that it's good for you, but it's actually not? And I wanted to see if I was about this crazy getting in cold water thing. I, I get in the Chattahoochee <laughs> here in Georgia in the summer when it's like still 40 something degrees and I'd be miserable reflecting back in like high school times. Like I did not, I do not like cold water. Like no one does. So yeah. while I was researching the market and I was starting to see just videos on TikTok, and what I always tell people is like, 
how I've gotten half of my ideas is literally just leveraging what's free, my social media feed. I scroll a few hours a day when I got free time, we're all on our phones, and I take notes of, wow, I've seen this every day for a week. Wow, I've seen this product or a similar product every day for a month. Like, I need to start researching this. And I got all these softwares that I use to track revenue of businesses and look up the Google keyword search volume and all of that. And what I did was I bought a cheap um, like ice bath barrel on online. I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars on like a bathtub type product because I was like, I need to honestly see if I'm even about this. So I bought a barrel that you have to fill up with water and then get ice every time you use it unless it's cold outside. And I did it for about two months. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs or at least me speaking for myself, like I have a very addictive personality and I'm also like an adrenaline junkie. I love doing things extreme and I'm very like routine, like based. Like if you saw my calendar and you saw my handwriting, it would it explains me in a nutshell. But I was like, wow, like I'm really on this this wave of life right now where like I want to get healthier. I want to adjust my lifestyle. And if I'm about this ice bath thing and I start liking it, like I'm going to be in the health and wellness space, which means also it's going to influence me to have a healthier lifestyle because I want to be the face of my company. And I've never been the face of anything I've sold before. So after about two months of doing the ice baths and buying ice every single day, I got addicted to it. I was posting about it every day. All my friends were cracking up, calling me crazy because I'd be in this barrel ice, neck deep of ice with my head barely poking out. And um, me and my two partners just got hooked. And we loved like the team, like credibility aspect that it brought to it where we kind of did it as a group and we all held each other accountable. And I was, and I, I truthfully felt the benefits. Like I was on Adderall for a very long period of my life. And I, I depend on caffeine and, and all of that. And I saw that as a great supplement or replacement to replace Adderall, to replace caffeine, because I felt locked in, focused and rejuvenated and just phenomenal. So after all of that, I was doing research on the market and I was like, everyone that's selling this product besides like two or three companies, they're just white labeling it from China. There's a huge mm -hmm. room for opportunity for a fourth or fifth brand to come into the picture because that was the same exact opportunity that was with the photo booth business two years prior. There was only two or three companies selling them and everyone else was selling the same thing from China. So I found a USA supplier and I had my logo engraved on the photo booth. So it, did, it looked a lot more legitimate and like our product. And I practically just replicated, no joke, the same exact steps that I followed with my photo booth company, but just did it better with the cold plunge. Awesome. And then you dedicated all of this time and you kind of came up with your design philosophy, I'll call it, to, to kind of shape the functionality of your product to something that you're going to get behind, be passionate, and now you'll actually put your face on it. So that that completely makes sense. So let's talk about um, the local production because to make, I mean, how much does one even weigh? So as of about 60 days ago, it weighs 90 pounds. Okay. Prior, it weighed about 180 pounds. It was made of steel at first, and now it's made of aluminum. Oh, and are you selling both or you just went into the we're, full aluminum? We're only doing aluminum. The product looks the exact same. It's just as durable. Aluminum will never rust. Um, 
customer on the customer side it's a lot better for them for the experience and satisfaction of not having an extremely heavy bulky product you know it's a lot more portable now and also on my end for the business side for the numbers shipping is tremendously cheaper so it's kind of a win-win i'd say for the consumer and myself and then you've emphasized a couple times about having your products made in the u.s how how did you pick a supplier? How difficult was it to find? I guess it's more, it's even more like a manufacturer than a supplier. Yeah, this is the biggest fish I've ever fried. I have never created a product. And per usual, it was a lot harder than we were even anticipating. Um, it took more money and a lot more time than we were expecting. But what we did was first, we got the barrel, we looked at the market and we were like, okay, there's bathtub ones on the market that are just kind of cheap acrylic, you know, tubs that we could wholesale from China and kind of have something similar to what's on the market and compete with them. Or we can make something like the barrel, but we didn't really like the barrel, nothing against that product, but it felt cheap and it just wasn't what we wanted to stand behind. So we literally got on the whiteboard and we were like, what if we could create something that aesthetically looked good like a bathtub cold plunge, but it was more portable like a barrel and at the same time had a machine where no ice was required. So our vision was a human-sized tumbler cup, whether that's an Arctic or a Yeti or whatever. It's already a proven concept. We all spend 60 70 80 $100, if not $500 on a Yeti cooler. I was like, it's already a proven concept. What if we could dissect all of those companies' patents and if there's any room for us to come in and kind of replicate what they've already done and they did the hard work for us, at least short-term hard work. We had to do a lot of the hard work still. But we got on the vision board and we were like, what if we could create a human-sized tumbler cup? So we got an engineer. We started coming up with renders of it different concepts we looked like maniacs going to like dick sporting goods being in the yeti cup section for like two hours like touching and flipping and feeling every single cup <laughs> to get ideas we did that like a few times a week for a while and after we got some renders of it we cold called like no joke like a hundred plus manufacturers around the united states and a lot of them you know how manufacturers are they're already busy and their time is very valuable so they're very selective on new clients. If you're a brand new product with no sales as well, it's a lot more risk for a manufacturer to kind of take up room on the assembly line to work with you because you don't have a proven concept yet. So we kind of had to go through all these manufacturers on, you know, response time. How do we feel on the calls? Like what's their infrastructure like? Do they make any products similar to this? And at the time it was made of steel. So we wanted to find someone that had a lot of steel fabrication experience and infrastructure. And believe it or not, out of anywhere in the entire country, we narrowed it down after a few months of phone calls and meetings, we narrowed it down to three manufacturers. And one of them was in Powder Springs, Georgia, which is about an oh. hour north from our headquarters in Alpharetta. So we yeah. were like, wow, like they, and they were all about it. They, 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 they expressed how excited they were about the project. Um, and we loved that we could just conveniently drive there. And we were thinking ahead, like shipping, it'll be easier for us to get them from there to our warehouse to fulfill the orders. Um, and that's kind of how we found the manufacturer. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a bigger fish to fry because you're going to somebody with a render of something that the manufacturer hasn't even made. 
So the manufacturer had to go through like 15 different concepts of our product before we even got one prototype that was presentable. So they were invested into it just as much as we were. We bled a ton of money that we weren't expecting because, you know, their equipment wasn't designed to to, to make our product. We had to adjust everything to eventually be able to create our product and be presentable to bring to market. This is awesome. And it also sounds really expensive to me. I know you had sold the photo brand and you dived, you dove into this, but um, tell me about bringing on partners because this, you are a go-getter on your own. And at what point were you like, Hey, I'm going to do this cold plunge and you're going to bring in, um, I think your partners, Kyle and Alex, how did that come about? Yeah. So over the last, ever since I was 15, even pressure washing, I've never enjoyed working by myself. But I've also kind of bit myself in the butt by doing that, by kind of giving up a piece of the pie for someone that just yeah. kind of stepped, stepped into my business and, you know, all of that. So, you know, I've done a lot of business with friends. Um, even my photo booth business, I ran with a good friend of mine named Austin. And, you know, I came to find out after the photo booth business, nothing against Austin at all. but I was like, I really need to have business partners if I'm going to have them that don't have the same skills as me. Because um, a right. lot of the people I've done this e-commerce stuff with, they didn't know anything. And they approached me as a friend like, hey, like, you're crushing it. Like, I want to learn what you're doing. And then I, I, like I like to say, I kind of put them on game. I'll give myself credit. I taught them majority of the things that they know. And then if we ended yeah. up starting a business together, it kind of was like, we were very static because it was like, what are you doing is I'm doing that already, or you're doing that already. So what am I going to do? Like we didn't have any different skills to bring to the table. So when I started the cold plunge business, I knew that this was going to take a ton of money, but not just that. I knew I needed a good strategic partner or two that could bring to the table a lot of things that I wasn't good at. What I love to do is run ads. I love branding. I love consulting about online businesses and how we can market it and scale it and grow it. And I have the whole infrastructure and resources behind me for all the marketing stuff, the email team, the Google SEO guys, the website team, and I'm the Facebook, Instagram kind of media buyer. So I also have always worked with people my age. And I really was honest with myself. And I was like, I really need to probably be around like, I wouldn't say better people, but people that kind of have their lives together more than me. Um, and that will be a good influence on me. So my two partners, I was in business with them on Amazon stuff. Actually, we dabbled into some Amazon stores together. Um, and we were all itching for a change and they're both 28, 29 married. And one of them has two kids. So, you know, every single day compared to the last five years, being around 23, 24, 25 year old guys, they're going out on the weekends, Friday at five o'clock, they're done till Monday. Um, which there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoyed that for several years as well. But I'm I'm so motivated right now to get to that next chapter of my life of growing up and tackling new yeah. challenges and, and, and trying to chase a way bigger dream where I knew I needed to change my surroundings on who I did business with. So I'm around people with purpose. And on the weekends, they're not going out partying. They're with their families. Any free time they have, they're with their kids. Everything they're doing has purpose behind it because it's not just for themselves. They're thinking about their families and their futures. And it's honestly very humbling and very, very good for me to be around that. So, you know, one of the guys is very handy, comes from blue collar as well, 
been friends with him for over a decade, but not best friends, you know, like we talked here and there for a few years, a few times a year. Um, but we already done business together. So it was the business and kind of friendship relationship combined. And then Kyle, him and him and I were, were mainly just business. Um, you know, we were friends through doing business together, but it was a very business to business relationship. And he's a absolute machine on CRMs and structure and the numbers and sales. And he came from like B2B, like corporate sales, like selling stuff to like Wells Fargo and Delta. So long story short, I have two partners that are older, good influences on me. They had some money to bring into the table that I definitely needed help with as well on the capital to kickstart where we're at today. We're, we're self-funded and proud to be still today. Um, yeah. And all of us should have different skills to bring to the table. So all of us actually have our own role. That's incredible. Yeah. And like it, you've learned so much in such a short time. And yeah, that's a strength. Like with, you know, Jamie and I becoming business partners, it's like, well, he has all those skills. I have these other skills. And then you, it is all about business and you want to be inspired by your business partner. So I love hearing that, you know, they're uh, kind of putting you on on the path you want to be on as well. So um, I do have a cold plunge question. How cold is it? Like, what's the temperature? I think the two in front of me are 49 and 44. We usually have them at different temperatures, depending on what you're feeling. But our machine goes down to 37 degrees. And it also heats up to 105. So our product actually goes hot and cold. Um, cause contrast, I can, the hot part. I can handle <laughs> yeah. the one. That'd be great. Yeah. The hot one is very relaxing. Uh, very, very relaxing. Um, it's very nice, but the, you know, obviously the market's more for the cold. It's just an extra perk of businesses that are buying this. A lot of them want to do contrast therapy. So they buy more than one and they have one hot, one cold, or utilize both for cold and eventually make one hot here and there, but it goes down to 37 degrees and it, it is freaking cold. Yeah, that is cold. Um, and how much are you selling them for? We are selling them for $8,000 and our new product that we're bringing to market in sometime in January will be $9,000. That's awesome. And this cold plunge is just the, the, the component, the wellness component has so many proven effects. Um, I'm still, I'm a Texas girl, you know, it's really hot in Austin. So when it's 80 degrees, I'm in this sweatshirt and bundled up like I'm wearing now. So I would definitely buy it for the hot part, but maybe yeah. I should really consider the cold. I'll try it one day. I'll come, I'll come by and in a, take a dip. I saw that you had uh, Jamie and his kids come over yeah. and try it out. The, the kids didn't get in it yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll get them there eventually. I know cryotherapy, some of them already do that, which in my opinion, the, the water is better, but we, I think we just sold like four or five units to a business in Austin, like a day or two ago as well. So there might be some cold life, cold plunges coming near you soon to make it a little more convenient for you to eventually try it. Sweet. Yes. I will have to figure out who that is and go pop by just to try your product. Cause it's phenomenal. And I love how much care and you put into this brand and I'm so excited for your future and where you're going to take it. All right. My last question is, uh, why did you join AMZ Insiders? I'm very curious. So Instead of trying it by yourself, I guess, right? Yeah, of course. So 
the only Amazon stuff that I've ever done was retail sabotage, going to Costco, Marshall, TJ Maxx, and all of that. And then I ended up kind of getting, you know, an ego and want to run the show where I had little, little people, little minions, you could say, going and doing it for me. And I taught them how to scan the barcode and do the research. Or I would call ahead and say, hey, like, I know a guy that works at Home Depot that can get these patio heaters at this wholesale cost for us. So this discount you know, go there with this U-Haul and buy them for me. Like, I mean, on, on Amazon, like when I was doing like retail sabotage and drop shipping, like at one point we were, I had friends and myself driving all over the state of Georgia, Alabama, and Florida where we in the winter and then summertime, we'd go buy swimming pools and patio heaters and we would just buy out like Home Depot and Lowe's oh, inventory. Right. Um, but it was a lot of, a lot of work. Um, and also just due to different policies and different things that I was experiencing doing that business model on Amazon, I was like, I, I know white labeling is a lot more sustainable and a lot more long term. Um, and you're actually building an asset and an actual business that you can liquidate one day compared to my drop shipping and retail sabotage, you know, FBM stores. Um, you know, they didn't really have as much of a value to them because I had no physical inventory. There wasn't anything unique about my business on Amazon. So the main reason why truthfully I joined AMZ Insiders is because I was so intrigued to learn the other portion of Amazon that truthfully I had no idea about, which was white labeling. So I bought the course mainly for the knowledge and the weekly education and uh, the live calls and having someone to talk to, um, the Facebook group and all of that. And I saw how many members were in there and I saw the success stories and my family knew of Jamie. So I just felt very comfortable doing it. And I was like, you know, being honest with myself, I was like, what I'm currently doing on Amazon is very on and off. You know, once a product sells out of inventory, I got to find something different or, you know, it's a different season. So the product's not going to be hot in the next 30 days and I need to go find something new. It was a lot of stress where like I do great one month and then the next month I would have to restart. So I was very intrigued on trying to force myself to mature on the slower money, but long-term money on yeah. white labeling. And that's, that's, that's the main reason why I bought it. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that we got to be a part of your phenomenal success journey. And I cannot wait to see where you take Cold Plunge and all your next endeavors. So I'll definitely have to have you back on. And Sam, until next time, stay fearless. Always. I will. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session, we can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. Fearless.